The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting, sorry, from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you join with us today. The show, as you know, is brought to you by Valenta Slim Roast Coffee. If you like coffee and want to lose some weight, this is for you. I've now lost 40 pounds drinking Slim Roast. Hey, it's good coffee. It cuts your appetite, curbs the cravings, burns the fat, no dieting. And it comes with a hundred, uh, 100% money-back guarantee. No kidding. For more information, go to the self-improvement blog. Click on the cup of coffee with the packet of Slim Roast that's in the right sidebar, and you'll get all the information that you need. While you're there, take a look at today's guest's picture. Read his bio. Read the review of his book, Alive, Awake, Aware. Some of us, um, I hope you're not included in this, some of us tend to sleepwalk through life. We get up, go to work, come home, watch TV, eat dinner, play with the kids, go to bed, and the next day we get up and do it all again. Sometimes you can't even remember what you did, who you saw, or what the day was like. All the days seem to scramble in your head, and um, there's not always something that's outstanding. Your life is spent running from one thing to the next without taking time to pause for reflection on who you are or where you're going or even what you want. Some of you may even laugh when people talk about self-discovery. Who are you? What do you want? Where are you going? You think it's a silly new agey kind of thing and you don't want any part of that. You were taught that you don't need to pay any attention to emotions, that emotions are a sign of weakness, and so perhaps you've basically numbed yourself not to feel. You you may wonder why you aren't getting ahead, but you just don't have time to think about it now. You are breathing, but you really aren't living. You aren't alive, awake, and aware. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Christopher Pinkley is a professional executive coach for world-class CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. He is also a spiritual teacher, writer, illuminator, and creator of the emotional integration technique. His life's work is to help people awaken and become present 
within their lives and businesses. And I, I always get excited when I know somebody's working to help people lead a more spiritually oriented life in their business. You know, it's a wonderful idea and, and critical. His life's work is to help people, as I said, awaken and become present. His writing has been featured in prestigious magazines such as Sedona Journal of Emergence and self-improvement sites like Vivid Life and now the self-improvement blog. He's the founder of Global Entrepreneurs Talk Radio, which has featured many of the world's greatest thought leaders. He was also ranked as the number one life coach on Amazon for over two years by way of his very best-selling ebook, What in the World Do I Need a Life Coach For? And probably a lot of you have asked that same question, why do I need a coach? He has authored over a dozen books, including Reality Creation 101, The Evolved Woman's Guide to Dating, and the recently published Alive, Awake, and Aware, Authentic Power Through Spirituality. It is my absolute pleasure and honor to welcome Christopher Pinkley to the Self-Improvement Show. Chris, welcome. Irene, thank you so very much for having me on your show. I am deeply appreciative and and very excited to be here today. Thank you. Well, I'm glad too because you're doing some really great work and you know, I I just always appreciate it so much when people are helping other people not only with their business but also incorporating their whole being into what you teach. It's wonderful. But let's start at the beginning. My first question is always this one that some people have come to hate. Tell us about yourself. Who is Christopher Binkley? Well, that's a, a long story, Irene. It all started back on the Sandy Bank, Sandy Banks of the Mississippi in 71. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, you know, my background is, my background is I grew up in a very, um, a kind of a poverty conscious family. And I, and I like to say this carefully because it's not, it's not a judgment about my family. I, you know, they, they are, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth over the years on, you know, my origins, where I'm from and, and how to label that in the right way so that people understand that I'm only talking about the environment from, from which, uh, you know, I was spawned. <laughs> Um, not necessarily, not necessarily, you know, judging and labeling and boxing and labeling it. It's more just about understanding kind of what I went through to be the person I was today. And part of that was, you know, being raised by a family that was, you know, uh, a poverty conscious and, and, you know, the, there was always sort of an, this externalization for the blame of things to like the government or, or other people with money, people in power, um, religious institutions and, and, uh, and, and, and that, what that leads to is this, just this litany of limiting beliefs. And if you happen to you know, despise people who have money, the likelihood that you'll ever get any is very slim. You can't really, um, you can't really uh, hate and covet something and then expect to you know, you know, actually um, receive it or, or make it or, or you know, have it in your own life. And so you know, the first probably almost 30 years or so of my life, I spent battling and studying and researching why I couldn't seem to be or create or have success in my life. And it led me on this this huge journey um, inward, ironically. Uh, it all started with, with the, you know, some self-help books. And then I started, you know, kind of from there, it, it turned into, you know, self-improvement and ultimately, um, you know, in spiritual books. 
And, uh, and it just led me on this path eventually, you know, if you would have asked me, you know, years and years ago, would I be meditating and, and things like that? I, I would have laughed in your face. Um, but, um, you know, uh, at this point, um, you know, I have, you know, it's just been such this turnaround, you know, and I'm sorry, can you still hear me? Oh, I'm hearing you just fine. I'm just not commenting because oh, yeah. you're you're doing so well. Oh yeah. Well, they just they just uh, they just did this little this little test, and I saw that, and I wanted to make sure that you could. Oh still- no, that's just wanting to know if I'm getting their message, and I forgot to look at it and tell them. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> just making sure that I wasn't talking to myself. I've had that happen before too. I, I like myself, but you know, not so much that I would. Anyway, so. <laughs> So to, just to just to finish up, um, it, it led me on a journey. I you know I wound up building a personal training company, um, you know, some twenty years ago or whatever. And I, I was a personal trainer for many years. And the reason that I even bring it up because I'm you know I'm doing something so vastly different now, is that I wound up beginning to utilize the spiritual principles that I was learning in this business. And ultimately it, it led me to a six figure personal training business, which, you know, uh, you know, if you ask all the other trainers around here, they would have killed to, to have been me. Um, you know, it's not seven figures, but you know, it doing good. It, and it was because of, of my understanding with spiritual alignment and, you know, and, and, you know, the fact that there is all this non-physical energy and, you know, intelligence around us, that can help us if we align with it, you know, if we align with this kind of concept of greater good and whatever. And eventually that would come on, you know, I would, I would morph that into, uh, probably, you know, into, into my books and my writing and, um, and that would eventually, that would eventually turn into my spiritual, my spiritual path would become my business. I would, I would become a coach and uh, go on to publish, you know, twenty some odd books on, on the subject. So, um, you know, it's been an amazing ride. It's been an amazing journey. So, how would you describe yourself in a sentence? Um, you know, I if I had to say a sentence, I would say, you know, I, I am a, a spiritual, I am a spiritual being trying to ignite the spirit within the people around me. Love it, love it. The thing that is so interesting and I, exciting to me is that instead of joining in the family line of they did this to us, you sought self-help books. You went to self-help books to, to find some answers for yourself. Now, I, I consider that being led <laughs> instead of just uh, happening upon some. Um, it, it, it's exciting what you've been able to do because you read some self-help books and got a start there. And a lot of people are saying that self-help books are worthless. No, they're not. You know, they sometimes ignite a spark that otherwise wouldn't be ignited. Very briefly, tell us about your emotional integration technique. Are you still working with that? Is this something that you use on a regular basis? Now. How do people find you and find out about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, there is the coaching program, um, which I work with, you know, entrepreneurs, executives, business owners. And within that program is the emotional integration technique as one facet of it. It's a powerful facet. And I find that, that most of, of, of the people I work with, the professionals I work with, I end up utilizing it. And it's basically 
a way to access the suppressed emotional charges inside your, you know, your bioenergetic sphere, your, your, your body or whatever you want to say, and uh, to basically to release and absolve them. Um, and it's one of the most powerful things that a person can do in, in, in a, any single lifetime uh, because this is the origin this is the origin of basically, you know, in my perception, it's the origin of all pain and suffering or suppressed emotional charges. You know, they generate your neural network and that creates the thinking patterns. And once you just, once you release an, uh, one of these emotion, suppressed emotional charges, um, you, 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 you're free to, to create a whole new neural network and, and experience new thoughts and new ways of seeing things. It's very powerful. Can, can you briefly describe what you do or what you have the client do? You know, we don't need to go into great depth, but you know, is sure. It-, it has to do. It has to do with. It has to do with the. Um, it, it's it's kind of if you could think of people meditating, and then asking themselves, you know, and then asking these deeper questions, and and basically allowing yourself to sort of release it. It's it's kind of it's more really experiential to 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 talk about it. Doesn't really. It almost doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound like anything when you talk about it. But to do it is different. To do it and, is actually- and I'm going to add in here that as you go through Christopher's book, and I really encourage you to get it, you're going to stumble on some of your own deeply emotionally charged um, items that you probably weren't even aware of. And, um, you know, just relax with it. <laughs> you may need to call Christopher Pinkley to help you out with that. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what you do and a little bit about your book as well. So stay tuned. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Christopher Pinkley saying come back. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. My guest today is Christopher Pinkling, who has written a book called Alive, Awake, Aware. And we're going to be talking more about how you are alive, awake, and aware as we go through this show. Christopher, one of the things that I read about you is that you're described as a street-level spiritualist. What does that mean? My mind conjures up things like street musicians. I see you out on the street (laughs) giving advice. I know that's not what it is. Tell (laughs) us what a street-level spiritualist is. You know, that's not a bad idea, though. That sounds kind of fun. I could just go out and and maybe to, to the Santa Monica promenade and get get a little hat and maybe put a you know a, a starter dollar in it and sit there and you know put a little sign that says spiritual advice and just see what kind of what happens that that might not be that might be a, way, a good way to make some extra cash well That's you'd have thing. to do some readings <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so you know um the the term street, street level spiritualist is something that I was kind of playing around with because what you know, I, I mean, I've I've studied. Every, I mean, I've spent thousands of hours in meditation and emotional integration, and you know, and I've I've done work, you know, just tons of work on myself, you know, and the type of work that that you know is is pretty scary when you are really looking into the the deepest darkest places of your soul, and it's something that most people you know will never do in a in a lifetime. It's 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 you know it's. I mean, the question is, would well, a lot of people ask, would why would I want to do that? You know, why, why do I want to scare myself? Um, and you know, and that's, but that's it's, it's specifically, it's just part of my path. And I know many people that this is also part of their path as well. Um, street level spiritualist is, for me, is the the meaning behind that is is the reality of spirituality. It's 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 spirituality and the real world, and and the way to integrate the two. Um, that's kind of not the sort of a little bit of the fluffy stuff that you see in mainstream media. Um, and I, I want to be clear that, you know, what the, immediately what, you know, what kind of conjures up is, is law of attraction type stuff. And I want to be clear that, you know, I'm actually a believer. I studied law of attraction for many, many years. And, you know, I really found the philosophy empowering. And at the same time, I also found myself and many other people um, maybe leaning a little too much, too heavily on that type of philosophy, and sort of losing touch with, you know, the fact that we're in a physical world and we need to take physical actions, and 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 finding myself perhaps a little disempowered because I was sort of trying to feel my way into stuff a little too much, and and just forgetting that you know being a physical being means you know taking physical action, and so street level spiritual, the, the street level spiritualist kind of came about. Because I wanted to, you know, talk about real-world problems and how we, through consciousness, through the evolution of consciousness within ourselves, can correct anything. Um, and that fact that, you know, it's, it's that old saying, um, you know, the same level of thinking, you know, you, you, you need, you need a, a, you know, creates the same problem. New thinking, you know, you know creates a solution, right? So you, you want to you get, you know, the, the, you can't solve something by thinking in the same way. You have to have a higher level of thinking. And... That's kind of where it comes from. And Einstein would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Definition of insanity. Uh, your, book, uh, your book, Alive, Awake, Aware, is described as being for the first-time seeker. Now, do you agree with that? Because I see a lot of fairly deep material in there, um, and I think it's for any seeker. 
Yeah. Um, you, um, where where does it say first I, time? Seeing? I don't know. I picked that up. Maybe it was in somebody's quote on our, our you know, um, their view, one of the endorsements, your, maybe one of the endorsements. But okay, yeah, uh, it is. It would be wonderful for the first time seeker, but it shouldn't be limited to that. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Um, the the yeah, I, that might have been one of the. I received a lot of really wonderful endorsements for this book, um, and I'm not. I don't have all of them quite memorized, so there could be something in there that that I I have kind of forgotten about. It's been a while since I've looked at them. But, you know, this book was, I really, I wrote it in the hopes that I could, it could sort of infiltrate the mass mind. In other words, in other words, this is a book written, hopefully, that the average person could begin to understand some fairly complex, you know, spiritual psychology type, you know, terms and, and you know, and maybe through the process of it, be, begin to become aware and awaken. It's 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 what I refer to as consciousness infused writing, and this is something that I, I picked up from Eckhart Tolle, the you know the Power of Now, uh, and the, the New Earth, and he has been one of my favorite teachers and one of my favorite writers of all time, and inspired a lot of what I do, um, you know. And so I use a lot of the same terminology, you know, which I also kind of falls under under integral psychology or spiritual psychology or transpersonal psychology. Um, meaning that you know it's the integration of mind-body science and spirituality, you know, with psychology, in 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 the hopes that you know you begin to, when you combine all of them together, you 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 actually evolve and you grow. Um, to simply you know sort of spin in a, in in mentalized constructs, you know, um, through some of your problems, doesn't necessarily yield a solution. And if it does, that solution will then need to be investigated as opposed to actually evolving your consciousness and becoming more aware and seeing and feeling higher perspectives. There, there's a total difference there. You know, and while you were speaking, the thought came to my mind. Isn't it interesting how in the past we've divided up the human being into a body, into emotions, into a mind, and now we're finally adding the spirit, and hopefully one of these days we'll get them all combined so we can look at a person as a whole being. Just a passing thought. Um, let's define some terms. You did. You you spent some time defining spirituality. What what? How would you define that for a person who just said, "Hey, you know, you say you're spiritual. What does that mean?" Well, you know. If I were to try to sum it up very quickly, um, I would say it is the connection to your authentic nature. And then if somebody asked me, well, what's your authentic nature? My, 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 next, my next statement would be, you know, it's who you are when you're not thinking all the time. Um, wow. In other words, when you're not over-mentalizing, you know, and, and kind of, you know, the average person, you know, is kind of running around in this sort of neurotic, you know, constant ceaseless thinking and these these th this type of thinking in Taoism you know they liken it to you know the yin and the yang the the you know the kind of the the waves on top of the ocean kind of crashing against each other versus the fathomless depths the power of the ocean and these thoughts that we have that are kind of spinning around this kind of neurotic like gerbil karmic gerbil wheel that we have are they're, they're kind of like the little waves crashing against each other Right. What we want to do is is we want to begin to realize there is this this depth, this power within us, 
and that when you begin to start to do something like meditation, you know, and I'm, I'm talking about real meditation. I'm not just talking about, you know, I'm going to try to meditate. You know, I'm going to go sit on the couch for 30 seconds and see if something happens. And Yeah, as yeah. Yoda says, there is no try. You put that in. You didn't say it was Yoda's, but <laughs> yeah. there is well, no try. There is no try. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, the average person will go and they'll just go and sit on the couch and, and they'll close their eyes, you know, and for 15 or 30 seconds or maybe even if we're lucky, 10 minutes and nothing will happen for them, and they'll say, well, I tried meditation. And the reality is that, no, you, you didn't try meditation. Meditation's a technique. Um, if you're just going and sitting, unless you are somebody who has that natural connection within you, you can go and close the eyes and then just sort of connect and you feel it. Um, but, you know, most people, you know, and, and I say most people, I would say at least 90% of people, um, perhaps 95 you know, especially people who have never meditated before, you need a technique or you're not going to experience anything and you're going to think this doesn't work or it's nothing. I'm just closing my eyes. I, I need to, you know, I've got to go do laundry. <laughs> exactly. Or what am I going to cook for dinner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing, the thing about that's happening right now in the world, and, you know, I'm associated with a few CEO groups here in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, is what I'm seeing is I'm seeing, you know, people, these groups, that they're, they're building businesses um, and they're building, there's a lot of people building businesses just to build businesses. And that is the biggest problem that we have in the world today are people that are just building businesses to build businesses. And that's, that's, that's the cause of over-industrialization and, and over-consumerism and, you know, and overuse of our environment, abuse of the environment and of the people in it. Um, and when you can infuse consciousness the expansion of consciousness into business, then business becomes business with a purpose to help people, uh, you know, to, to educate people, to heal people, you know, to, you know, connect people together. And that's the difference. And that's, you know, that there is a revolution, an evolution happening right now on the planet. And, uh, it, you know, it's just a matter of, if, you know, if we're getting in touch with that, are we still trying to use an outdated, outmoded, archaic system that is not, that, that doesn't have, you know, any value whatsoever? You know, building a business just to build a business, there's no value. But to help us evolve, learn, and grow, that's the value. That's the value. You brought me to the second thing I want you to define, because we hear this term thrown about all the time these days. It's a very popular thing to talk about, and that's consciousness. How would you define consciousness? You know, I would say that consciousness is... I mean, to, to define the undefinable is always tricky. And, <laughs> I know. You know, and, 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 you know, most of the things that I talk about are, are, you know, they're words to try to help people decipher that which is only yielded by experience, right? Um, consciousness is, you know, could be described a couple of different ways. You could describe consciousness as the energy and the thought patterns and the feelings and the emotions and everything around you kind of in your sphere of influence and what you sense and don't sense, what you see and don't see. That's one way to describe it. Another way to would be to quantify levels of consciousness and say that your consciousness sort of defines what you're able to perceive. And as you get a higher level of consciousness, you see more in the world. And as you see more, you see how your actions affect other people and the environment more. Um, and you see more clearly how you are doing things that you were previously were acting out unconsciously. Um, so those are a couple ways to look at the, the, you know, a term that you know, does describe something specific, but yet is very elusive 
uh, until you really experience an expanded state of consciousness, then you're more able to understand what consciousness is. Exactly. One of the books that I always recommend is Power Versus Force. Um, I I think I saw that in your bibliography. I'm not sure. Oh, that's a great book. Uh, it's one of my favorite book. books, Dr. David Hawkins. Dr. David Hawkins. And it's, it's a marvelous, marvelous book. And anybody who hasn't read it, it, you know, I really recommend it. And that brings us right up to the next break. So we're going to stop here, go to break. So don't go away. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with more with Christopher Pinkley. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Christopher Pinkley. We're talking about being alive, awake, and aware. And I want to ask you, Chris, <laughs> what does a person who's alive, awake, and aware look like? What does it feel like when you are that person? They are incredibly sexual. I'm going to tell you that, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. okay. They do. They are better looking. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, a person, you know, when I think of people that have done that kind of work on themselves and they've, they have that level of awareness um, energetically. Um, the thing is, they, you know, physically they may not appear any different than the next person, but it's how you feel and what you sense when you are in their presence. The first thing that you notice is that there's a feeling of safety around this person. Now, the reason this is, even if you're not aware of it, 
the reason this is is because when you feel that feeling, that safety, um, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna pick up heavy projections from somebody like that. You're not gonna pick up a lot of shoulds and shouldn'ts, right? Finger finger pointing, sort of understood. Like you need to do this, you don't need to do that. You should do this, you shouldn't do that. Somebody who is awakened does not project unhealed, does not, does not fire out unhealed, unhealed projections, emotional you know, um, stuff. They don't try to make their truth into your truth, in other words, right? Um, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is that there's a sort of a magnetic quality that they have, and you just, you just kind of, you know, you want to get to know them. You want to be around them. You're not even, you may not even fully understand why. Now, if you are more awakened, you begin to get, oh, this is somebody who, who is, you know, evolving their consciousness. They are, they're aligned spiritually and they are, you know, they're really, they must be working on themselves or they've, you know, they've been doing a lot of work on themselves. They, they've, you know, they, they may not be working anything. It just might, they just may regularly meditate two hours a day every day as part of a regular, you know, day-to-day ritual. Um, in other words, for, for, you know, what we, what we look at and think, oh my God, how could I possibly do that? Could be for this person, you know, an average light day. Um, right. You know what, you know what I mean? Um, and we look at that and we go, oh my, you know, what, why would I, why in the world would I spend that length of time in meditation? What, what possible benefit? You know, I've got two kids, I've got a mortgage, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a husband I'm trying to divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but the, the, the truth of the matter is, here's, here's a quote from me um, about meditation. And, it's, and, it's, and it goes like this, taking time out to do nothing creates more time to do everything. And that's how I sum up meditation. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because that people would be who a medita- good quote on the blog. Absolutely. People who meditate regularly find that their life kind of cleans itself up. Um, their schedule becomes more efficient, their thinking becomes more efficient, and uh, a lot of the problems, the day-to-day static that they have begins to smooth out, and suddenly you have more time, even though you're taking more time out to do nothing, meditate, right? Um, the irony is that you're, 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 you are now have become what I refer to as a high-level performer, which means that you get a lot more done in your day than the average person, and you do it in a graceful way. Well said. One of the things you said that I think is so powerful, you say your power source lies only within you and is nowhere else to be found. Talk a little bit about that. Where is the power? Let's say I don't know anything about any of this. How do I find that power in me? Don't feel very powerful right now. Right. Um, one of the one of the the things I started writing the books that I write is because of how extremely disempowered I felt for a good chunk of my life, um, and part of that was because I thought I was doing everything I could to be successful, and it just never it didn't work out, and it would just blow up in my face, and you know I mean I lived at, you know I was very poor and broke for the majority of years of my life, and you know and and I discovered that that made me feel really disempowered. And so for a lot of folks, um, they feel like they just don't have a lot of choices and a lot of options. And so the very first thing that I tell people is that if you want to start to feel empowered, you want to feel that power within you, then you need to honor yourself. You need to nurture yourself. And so whether you are somebody who is, you know, and, and I'm just going to throw out names of stuff here to try to, to draw pictures. It's not judgments or labels or boxes. But if you're, if you're working at Taco Bell 
And, you know, you, let's just say that that's not where you want to be. You're not like 16. It's not your first job. You're maybe, you know, you're 30, 35, and you're down and out, basically, you know. And you, that's not your dream, you know, uh, to work there. And, but you're working 40 hours a week because you're trying to pay for everything and, you, you know, you're trying to survive. I would say my first step to somebody in, in this type of situation, and we'll even say that it's a dire situation because let's just say that they're barely like paying their rent and there's, there, every once in a while there's a day where they, they barely eat. Um, my, the first step, ironically perhaps, is to take time out to meditate because when you begin to meditate, you'll start to see other possibilities. You start to get in touch with that, this giant, this, 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 you know, like Anthony Robbins said, the unwaken the giant within. Um, the, the reality is that we have the spiritual giant within us that is all loving, all compassionate, and all knowing, and we'll never get to know it until we take the time out to do that. And so it's like the ultimate act of self-love to sit and just be and allow this energy to come out and to begin to manifest in your life. And when you do that, suddenly windows open up and you see things differently, and you have these insights, and you begin, to, and sometimes things begin to happen synchronously, um, and you may be sort of a quote-unquote guided to an opportunity that, that is just a thousand times better, feels better, suddenly you have a better job, you're feeling more empowered, you're making a little bit better money, you're able to move out of that neighborhood, and you, you just, you know, your life has this whole different meaning. And you're on, you're on the fast track to completely redefining who you are. And the best part about it is that you, that you did it yourself. And that is ultimate empowerment. Nice. Yes, I Thanks, totally agree with you. <laughs> you make this, I think, very powerful statement. You say, anytime you avoid moving through fear, you are actually trading a small amount of pain for a larger one. Uh, most of us don't want to move through fear. We will avoid it at all possible costs. How do you tell people to go ahead and get enough gumption or courage to move right on through it? The only way out is through. Yeah. You know, this is one of the toughest life lessons that I've ever learned. And I, to, to some extent, I'm still learning. I'm a 44 years old, and this is, this is one that I'm still working on mastering. But I've actually, you know, kind of, you know, recently, you know, I'm engaged in something which is sort of the ultimate confrontation with fear. I've purposely set this thing up for myself. And I won't say too much more about it right now because there's a, it's, a, you know, surrounded by a certain amount of controversy. It's going to throw this show into a completely different direction. <laughs> so okay. I'll, just, I'll just say that. The, the greatest thing, the greatest gift I ever gave myself was moving through fear. Um, and the, the, the thing is, is that we don't want to do it. We want to stay in the comfort zone. And fear, I mean, fear is, you know, what, what do they say in, um, in the movie Dune uh, by Frank Herbert? He said, fear is the mind killer. I shall not fear, for fear is the mind killer. Um, and there, there is that, that is just absolutely true. The first instance in my life where I really moved through fear and I really made an immense benefit was when I was about 16 years old and, and I was, you know, getting ready to sign up. I was signed up for the, the, the high school, Fayetteville, I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I signed up for the high school weightlifting team because I wanted to try to get big. I was, you know, I was getting picked on a lot and pushed around and, you know, I wanted to work out and maybe, you know, wouldn't get picked on so much, whatever. And, uh, you know, one of my buddies found out about it, and he, he go, "What are you crazy? That's only for big guys." And and I was so I was so fearful that I let him talk me out of it. My dad finds out, and he goes, "Well, you can't let it. people just you know talk you out of stuff like that." You know, he had gotten me this 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 home 
uh, uh, cement weight set, you know, and, and if anybody knows about those suckers, they're, you know, it's, a, they're, it's like weights that are filled with air and a little bit of like cement, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not real weights, you know, they, they get you started. And I'd been working out with that for like nine months, but, you know, I wasn't showing much progress because they weren't, you know, it's not very heavy. I mean, just a little bit of baby progress. And so my dad, unbeknownst to me, decided that, you know, I needed to confront this, bought me a membership to this place called the Fayetteville Barbell Club, which was just you know, it, uh, you could take a take a scene out of any prison yard workout nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, here I am, this skinny, scared, sixteen and a half year old kid. You know, I'm t- I'm a tall, not tall, tall, but you know, f- you know, relatively, you know, six foot and a half. You know, and and, and kind of skinny. You know, I'm like, you know, pale and drawn. <laughs> and here I am walking. You know, and I, I it comes my first day to go to the Fayetteville Barbell Club. It's about a mile and a half, two mile walk, and I start walking. You know, it's downtown Fayetteville. I'm walking, and I noticed that after about, you know, maybe a hundred yards or so, that my feet started getting really heavy, and I, you know, I had not wanted to go to. I was sort of excited, but but it's just so much fear, like my body is shaking, and I just noticed my feet actually started getting heavy. Like I felt like there was cement in my legs, and I actually at one point. I had to reach down and pick up my legs and move my legs to continue on for probably about, you know, six, seven minutes until I was able to just start walking in. There was so much fear. I finally get to this place. It's a short squat cement building, right? It's, you know, and it's just maybe three, 3,000 square feet, 3,500 square feet small, you know, just barely like a foot over your head tall. And there's one glass door and it's all fogged over. I get over, I knock on the door and this huge dark shape like comes up behind the glass and this, this hand reaches down and kind of, you know, uh, opens up this little spot and these two big bloodshot eyeballs like look down at me and I'm just petrified. I'm like, what is that thing? And it opens the door <laughs> and I'm just confronted with these two pectoral muscles. There's, this guy's not wearing any shirt. These two pec, and I just remember thinking that they look like two Big Macs, like stuck on his chest. And he's just huge and he's not wearing a shirt. And I'm just every like worst nightmare of, you know, being in some sort of a prison <laughs> just <laughs> confronted me. And I walked in and, 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 uh, you know, uh, I just went and I sat in the corner, you know, I mean, I talked to this guy very briefly about membership and he, he, my dad had already called ahead and I walked over and I sat on the leg extension machine in the far corner and I must've done like a hundred sets because I didn't want to move. I was so scared. And it, just on that one machine, of course, a couple of guys are looking at me and like, what is this guy doing? Right. You know, and I just, I just have no idea. Right. And I'll tell you what, for the next six days, you know, seven days total, one week, I had to force myself to go back every single day. And at the end of the week, I had moved through the fear. And, I, and, and the next couple of weeks were – and after that, you know, it changed my life for the better forever. Um, but you know, m- moving through fear is the best gift that anybody could ever give themselves. You know, and you, I would think you had fear on both sides. Your father probably didn't have a lot of money to, to spend on a gym. And you couldn't let him down. And yet you didn't want to be there either. So you had fear every, every way you turned. And then there was the school wrestling team. So how well, did high, you do on weight, high, high school weightlifting team. Weightlifting team, weightlifting. Yep. How did you do on that then? Oh, I, I didn't sign up for that. It was, oh, it was, it's the classic, it. well, no, it's the classic out of the frying pan into the fire. In other words, I, I, it, sometimes that fear will come back to you until you confront it. So I was trying to defer it by, by not going to the high school weightlifting team. And instead of, instead of, you know, what would have been a mild confrontation with that fear, you know, a bunch of high school guys that are kind of muscular and bigger than me, 
um, I wound up at something a thousand times. I mean, these dudes were some of the biggest guys in the world. Down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, there are some of the biggest, strongest guys. A couple of those guys were in the top 100 strongest bench pressers in the entire world. I mean, <laughs> in, this, in this gym. And so it was, it was spiritually, it was the out of the frying pan into the fire. When somebody has a life lesson that they're supposed to confront, it will keep coming back to you. And it, every time it comes back to you, it's going to be stronger and it's going to be more hardcore. And so you might as well just dive in and go through it because if you don't, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep coming back. And on that note, it's time to go to break. Think about, think about the things that you fear, um, listeners, and think about how you can go ahead and move on through them. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Christopher Pinkley saying, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Christopher Pinkley. We're talking about his book, Alive, Awake, Aware. And you know, I was telling him over the break, we really need to have him back because I have so many questions from this delightful book. Um, and as all of you know who are regular listeners, this goes really fast. So before we get into this segment, Chris, tell people how they can find you on the Internet. And if somebody wants to reach you, how do they do that? Thank you uh, for asking, Irene. So, so if anybody wants to... Uh, get in touch with me. Either get on the the email newsletter list, or you know, email me. You can come to uh, www.christopherpinkley.com. That's P-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y. Christopherpinkley.com, and you can get my email address there. 
Uh, you, know, you can always you can info at christopherpinkley.com. You can email me directly. Um, but you can find my, all my contact info there. You can see what I do there. Um, you can also find Global Entrepreneurs Talk Radio on. If you go to iTunes, type in Global Entrepreneurs Talk Radio to see. That's, that's one of my shows that I have. So, um, Or, of course, Amazon.com. Type in my name. There's a list of my books. Um, so, I think that's, I'd like yeah. to do a show sometime on the book you wrote about women dating. <laughs> I had actually discontinued that book because I wasn't, you know, a hundred percent. You know, I it's it it had some good reviews, but you know, um, I think it was I think it was good. But you know, it's just it's one of those things where you know a man writing about you know. That's why women. I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> but you know, I would just, love to see a book like this done by a man and a woman. Well, the, the the reason that just real quick, the reason I wrote it is because I was a volunteer on a website, and I kept, you know, I was a spiritual life coach type thing, and 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 I just kept getting women asking me about relationship stuff, and oh, I mean, I, you know, over three hundred questions, three hundred different women over a course of two years, and and so I was like, shoot, I should write a book about it, and that's where it came from. It wasn't me thinking that; it was actually the demand was there. <laughs> well, you know, that's what women have on their mind. So <laughs> it would make a really great show. Uh, maybe you want to redo that book and do it with a woman so you can have both points of view. Could be good. Uh, yeah, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? One of the things you do in your book that I think is absolutely brilliant, at the, the very last chapter pretty much sums up the whole book in thumbnails. And, you know, if you if you don't do anything else in this book but read that last chapter get this book and read that last chapter because then you're going to want to go back and and fill it in with all the other things but in the last chapter one of the things and you talk about this other than here in the book is about routine the importance of routine and the importance of a daily practice can you talk a little bit about that Absolutely, you know when I think of routine and and all the all the stuff that I that I talk about around around routine, I think of the creation of what I refer to as um, a high level performer, and this is a person who is performing their their life, their business, their relationship at an a, you know uh, an elevated or an evolved level of being. In other words, they're more proficient and they're more graceful and they're more productive. And the combination of those three also means that they're doing they're doing things for the highest good of all people concerned simultaneously. It's pretty hard for somebody who is an actual high level performer to do something that's going to you know um, really be destructive to the environment or destructive to relationships or destructive to people you know um, you know third world country you know indigenous cultures right um, and so the importance of the daily routine centers you and grounds you and makes you just a zillion times more efficient. It helps you to purposely and consciously create your day. You want to do all you want your the majority of your routine to be in the morning at the beginning of your day because this is the impetus for the entire rest of your day. This is the foundation upon which you build your day. And so I instruct people to do, you know, a little bit of mantra meditation. I utilize the so hum mantra. It's very easy. Um, 
you know, I usually have people do 10 to 20 minutes of that, depending on their tolerance level for sitting and meditating, you know, followed by some breath work and some visualization and a little bit, you know, maybe a small exercise routine. Even if you exercise at the gym, you go to the gym a couple days a week, you go to classes two or three days a week, there's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of physical exercise to stimulate your body. Um, it also makes you feel more empowered and more capable for handling your day. It just make, puts you in a great mindset. And maybe you have a vision board and you, t you spend some time looking at vision board and visualizing you know the outcome of all of this stuff that down three five years down the road there's all kinds of things you can do but the foundation are meditation visualization um, affirmation and uh, you know mini exercise and and uh, you know first thing in the morning um, I also do a little meditation in the evening as well but I find that building having that daily routine eventually turns you into what I refer to as a high-level performer. And this is the st it's a state of mind that you want to be, you want to get, you want to achieve it, you want to get it, and you want to stay in it. And it will carry you to just about any level of success that you want. Love it. I mean, I totally understand. And, and, and you know, as, I, as I'm hearing you, what I'm hearing is that this is a very holistic um, daily routine. You're encompassing everything that we have to work with. Very quickly, I, I want to ask you about authenticity because you talk about it a lot in the book, authenticity. How do you know when you're authentic or when somebody else is authentic? Authentic connection is, is you know, in business and in relationships, it's, it's the most, it's, it's the highest level and way of relating. Um, it's it's so much different than surface level projections. Most people in office settings or you know uh, just throughout the day are bouncing surface level projections off each other. And you can see people saying, "Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm good." And there's no real there's no real connection or depth behind it. And oftentimes you can even you know if you have any sort of level of self development, you begin to see like the kind of the frozen neurotic smiles, and you can just see through a lot of the facade of these surface level projections. Whereas an authentic connection, you know, or being authentic is something so much, it's so radically different. It's when you actually can feel uh, your connection with this other person. You know, you, you, you feel that connection. You don't, you don't just, it's not just this verbal agreement that you're having parlaying these words back and forth, but you feel connected to them. And that feeling enables you to understand their perspective, you know, a thousand times greater than any sort of mentalized, you know, wordplay or verbal wordplay um, could ever do. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they sort of, they want to categorize you know, these as personality types when the reality is it's, it's evolution types. It's how evolved you are. You know, are you at level, you know, level one, two, three, or four? You know, I'm just throwing that out there. But, you know, a level, level four people, let's just say, you know, level one people, you know, will, will talk a lot more, you know, and bounce a lot more stuff and know more about the weather and, you know, how your kids and da 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 you know. And whereas a level four would, would, would be, you know, people getting together and just being and speaking very little because they, they don't need all the, the, the mental chatter to distract themselves from the present moment. The present moment is where they, they extract more value. Lovely. I hate to say this, but we are right up at the end of the show. Christopher, I could have you on every show and we probably would not run out of material. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? There is an evolution in consciousness happening right now on the planet, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, whether we like it or not, 
whether we see it or not, whether we feel it or not, there is a massive and radical change at hand. And there is this wave of consciousness. And it's, it's, it's each and every one of us, we have a choice to get on the wave, you know, to polishing up the, if, if your surfboard is your consciousness, you polish your surfboard by being mindful, by meditating, by, you know, being in touch with your emotions, allowing yourself to be emotionally authentic and honest. And, you know, that's polishing up your board and getting ready to surf this wave. You know, if you refuse to change or acknowledge it, you know, you can, <laughs> you know, like any wave that comes, it'll, it'll crush you, you know. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put fear in any of the listeners or anybody. I'm just saying that, you know, there, there are definitely, you know, uh, science, quantum physicists, spiritualists, you name it, historians have noted that there are waves happening. And this one is a consciousness wave. It's a spiritual wave. And it's sweeping the entire globe, and you know it, the change is at hand, and it's time for for each person to, con- to you know to start to think about and consider you know what this means to them, and and what are you willing to do you know to be part of that change. And on that note, it's time to say goodbye, Chris. Thank you so much for being with us today. Irene, it has been an absolute pleasure. You are a wonderful host. And if, if, it, if there's ever an opportunity, of course, I would love to come back. We will do that again. His book is Alive, Awake, Aware, Authentic Power Through Spirituality. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Christopher Pinkley, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. <laughs> Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.